Hello and welcome to Cast Cluster B of Season 8. It's episode 805, Blood Brother, and 806, Southern Comfort. Cast. Uh, at the top, you heard one of our experts, Bianca. Hello. And we're also joined by our other expert, Annie. Hello. And we've got one of our newbies, Yvette. Hey, y'all. And I'm another one of the newbies, along with my wife, my lovely wife, Darcy. We're both newbies. Hi. And your name is? Uh, Paul. Oh, yeah. Hey, Paul Mackey. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sweet. <laughs> Just checking. I wasn't wanting to make sure you're the same guy I married twice. Okay. Well, that was... Good. We're good. That was, that, was, that was messy, but I'll keep it. <laughs> and we're here for, as she said, uh, Cluster cluster B. Indeed. B for black. Okay. <laughs> so, 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 Yvette, tell us what uh, Blood Brothers is about. While looking for Kevin, Dean gets a call from a vampire. We get a lot of flashbacks and vampirates. (laughs) (laughs) Sad trombone at the end. I didn't know that you could make like a homoerotic vampire southern gothic story boring <laughs> I know you, can. you would think that would be just like really easy to do and it would be awesome but... I, my, my high point is that I thought that uh, I thought Benny got more interesting than his because uh, I used sort of like a one dimensional semi menacing I don't trust this guy and now he's a little less one dimensional and I still don't trust him but yeah I have a confession now he's a vampire I couldn't. I couldn't enable the um, the captioning, mm-hmm. and Iris was was doing her neb, and I couldn't hear the sh- hear Benny talk at all. So I was just reading lips. That's what it looked like. He was just like so quiet and grumbly, and mm-hmm. I couldn't catch any of it. <laughs> and so that's what happens when you get old, kids. Just like- <laughs> It's fine. I don't really think you miss too much. I kind of yeah. figured that. I wasn't. I wasn't too saddened by it. But I need to figure out how to get the captions on the Netflix. What did you have for a high point then? Um. Uh. Let's see. Um. Yeah. There you go. No. No high points. Yeah. I also. I had five question marks. Under high point, I, no, I really couldn't think of anything that, that that struck me as oh, that I'm enjoying this. I had a single high point. Yay! Um, my high point was domestic Sam. You know, I would have been fine with that, other than it was too flashy backy for me. It was just too much. It was very flashbacky. Um, yeah, but I at least got to like fantasize about him fixing my sink. 
<laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I was he was like, really cute in those flashbacks. Thank you. Yeah. Did they do his hair better? And pluck his eyebrows? It's getting better. Yeah. It, 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 I did notice that it was like changing between shots a lot. You know, you could tell that they did different takes. Yeah. Sometimes it was that, um, as Annie calls it, flippy Jesus hair, and sometimes it wasn't. <laughs> but, you know, when you're really grasping at nothing in an episode, I was like, all right, you know, if we're going to flash back, I do, I do like See, this. I, I'm noticing that they're doing more to his eyebrows than they had before. It's just like there's less eyebrow as the seasons go. Ah. Oh, really? <laughs> so they must be waxing his brows for him. Annie, did you have a high point or any high points? Um, actually I have two. Um, mostly I, I just like the flashbacks. I am again in the minority here, but I really like the purgatory flashbacks and stuff. Um, but actually I was noticing when I was watching it today, there's some really cool pirate art in like the father vampire's house. There's this stained glass window that is really, really beautiful. And it shows like a, a naval battle and, uh, the Latin says something about, uh, yeah, something about um, de mortis ot bene ot nili, something like that. Basically translates to of the dead speak ill or not at all, or speak well or not at all. And then on the other wall, there's this really cool like pirate naval battle mural. So I was noticing the art in the background. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. It's like. You gotta find something. <laughs> I know. And then uh, I, did, I was like, "Why is there a harpsichord in this? This makes no sense." Because it's the old man's harpsichord. Still, this is trademark Captain Hook. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Paul. Did you say if you had any high points? Yeah, I said that I thought Benny got a lot more interesting. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's a good high point, actually. Uh, this weekend here was the Tennessee Williams like literary festival. And so that, like, head vampire guy just kept, like, striking me as, like, just sort of that same sort of, like, Tennessee Williams character where it's just, like, as, you know, like, kudzu vines creeping up a decaying mansion kind of thing. <laughs> I wish they would have leaned into that a little bit more, actually. Mm, I think my beef with this, I do agree that the flashbacks are important to have, but I think I'd rather have a single flashback episode for each instead of getting it piecemeal. Um, my biggest complaint was if we're going to have an episode explaining a character, I, I don't know. I would just rather have had it been like a cast episode instead of a Benny episode. Cause we know so little about him um, that it's hard to care that he has like this trauma or whatever, well, like. And plus, but all of Benny's—you get no flashback of anything of Benny. Benny was all just, just stories. Yeah, like. Like I, it was kind of interesting, but I was still like, if we're gonna spend all this time on, on someone, I would have wanted to know a little bit more about him, to like be curious, because I kind of wasn't curious about. <laughs> About Benny's past. Like, I'm curious with, about Benny's past with Dean, mm -hmm. not, like, 
some Greek heiress or whatever that he used to love. Yeah, and I guess like, you know I can see budgetarily that you're not going to have uh, three three smaller craft uh, converging on a large yacht in the middle of the ocean and doing battle. <laughs> they could have like miniaturized that. Sure. You see that in the bathtub? Yeah. Waves and ships. But are we on our low points? Uh, Being too yeah, sour. Yeah. yeah. We started. Low points. Uh, I thought the puppy in the cast was super sad. That is sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I actually did. I I did not like the uh, the Amelia subplot uh, inclusion. Yeah, I didn't think that there was enough going on. Personally, that kind of wasn't. Yeah, but too much flashback. Mm. That's all. That's what you got. Too much flashback. Too much. A lot of flashback, and it's not, like, I don't think the Amelia stuff is interesting at all. Like, I'm interested in the dog, of course, and I need to know what happens to the dog. But I don't really care about Amelia and Sam. Yeah. It's hard and, to have any real well, stakes Well, we know it doesn't work out. Yeah, we know it doesn't last. So, so. I, don't want to, I don't want to invest myself since they didn't invest themselves. Her acting abilities fall flat for me also. So, okay. I do agree that it's just kind of like, <gasps> okay. <laughs> like, yeah. whatever but yeah it's like the more we learn about her the more it's like yeah never mind <laughs> you know like I want to be interested in these new characters that have been introduced and the way that they're going about introducing us to them is not enticing to me and I've seen it before <laughs> you know right. like I've seen it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I am right for not loving these parts. But I don't want to, like, say too much and color newbies' opinions of it, because maybe, you know, you are finding more to like than I am. No. A a hardened soul. (laughs) Nah, we good. Oh, speaking of souls, though, actually, did you catch in the um, one of the purgatory flashbacks when they're with Cass and he kills someone? He said, uh, "When you kill a bad guy in purgatory, where does it go?" Yeah, I caught that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My question exactly. Uh huh. Where so, the hell does he go? To hell? I don't <laughs> get it. <laughs> a seed has possibly been planted there. At least they've acknowledged it. Uh, okay, so is that everyone's low points on that? I think so. I think we hit him. So we're on the quotes. Yeah. Gosh, so so boring. That's that's not a quote. <laughs> Do you mind if I take the, the quote of me watching it? Yeah. Do you mind <laughs> if I take the quote? Yeah. That's. That was the only quote. It was very non sequitury. Um, mine is. I think it's creepy you buy your clothes from army surplus. You're from nowhere, are going nowhere, and have, quote, seen a lot of stitches. Pretty solid creepy. True. (laughs) Uh, Seriously, was Fabio on the cover of that paperback? Do you guys remember the Fabio? Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My mom had a whole collection. (laughs) I can't believe it's not Botter. (laughs) (laughs) And he got hit in the face by a goose or some other kind of flying bird. 
Did he? Oh, yeah, on our roller coaster. On a roller coaster right? and smacked <laughs> into a bird. Oh, wow. Well, Actually, I'm sure it was not funny at all. It's a terrible thing to say, Annie. Poor goose. <laughs> Poor goose. It's kind of funny. <laughs> to be fair. Is that it for quotes? It might be. Yeah, yeah I only have the one. All right. Do we have any feedback, or do we do ratings next? Ratings. I can't remember. Uh, I think we go ahead and rate and then do feedback, although I don't yep. think we have feedback for the first one. Why not? Cool. Let's rate this thing. Okay. I gave it, I, I, I thought it was, uh, you know, aside from the aside from the Amelia subplot, I liked it quite a bit, I guess. I liked the revenge subplot, I liked the revenge plot, rather, and... Uh, it kind of petered out near the end for me in some ways. Like it was really, you know, kind of nice dark. I'm going for going in for revenge, and then I think that I think when they shifted gears and had her still be alive was kind of what made it less interesting to me. But anyway, I'm going to get a, a uh, six out of ten ground up lime rinds. Hmm. We used to argue about that, didn't we? Yeah, maybe. About whether that's that's good for the garbage. I think I believe you were more of the onions onion skins. Yeah, well, I don't know. We've had we've had some arguments at some point. Anyway, uh, Darcy, what say ye? Well, I say, blah. Um, I really didn't enjoy it. I really wasn't. I had a hard time hearing it, so maybe that was what colored it for me. But uh, I'm gonna give it um, three out of ten out of place harpsichords. Who still higher than me? Um. I thought it was like a weird, sad, true blood knockoff, and I hated it. <laughs> so I gave it a one out of ten undead blood junkies. Mm. I also gave it a one out of ten, <laughs> but mine was one out of ten domestic Sams. <laughs> <laughs> Annie, um, I actually am. I, I like this episode. Um, I, I do like all the flashback stuff, except for the Amelia stuff. That whole storyline just puts me to sleep. But I liked um, learning more about Benny and um, all the interaction between Benny and Cass and Dean, like everything in, in Purgatory. I'm just, mm. I like all that. So it's, I'm giving it uh, higher marks. I'm going to give it eight out of 10. Vampires. I can't believe nobody took that. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> like okay, you know. Your mouth. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Annie, you're right. I'll I'll upgrade to two domestic Sams out of ten. <laughs> it is nice to kind of have some like a little bit more of that purgatory puzzle coming. I'm post the- these screen caps I took in the group chat because these like pirate murals were really cool. Oh, nice. So that gives this episode a 4 out of 10, which is exactly the same as last week. So, Ooh. Interesting. Slightly below average. All right. Um, so do we want to move into Southern Comfort then? No. Yeah, let's do it. Why not? <laughs> Why the hell not? Okay, let me tell you all what this Ooh. one's about. Sam and Dean go to help Garth investigate a specter and unwittingly make a convincing argument for the removal of Confederate monuments. Hey, that works out. <laughs> uh, topical. Yeah. That is topical. At least where I live. We don't have any of those here. Uh, we tore them all down uh, last year. So I remember that. Good riddance. Yeah, we never had them here, did we? 
yeah, I don't know Nothing about so. I, I will say I'm glad that that was part a little integral to the episode. Because when you first see that Confederate flag at the beginning, it's like, woo. Yeah. Yeah. We're in the deep south. Deep south. Yeah. That's yeah, my we, low point. Yeah, yeah, actually, we have we have the only like Civil War monuments we have. We have the the monument to the the oldest, uh, you know, the last living Minnesota, um, you know, Union yeah. troop member is right. in town here. Right. And we've that's that's about it. Yeah, that's all we got. So what are the high points? Uh, oh, I like that Soundgarden song a lot. There you go. Yeah, yeah, normally they play classic rock, which doesn't appeal to me. So Soundgarden, I was into. That was cool. Oh, and this is maybe not a high point, but like a weird point. For a second, I thought that the lady that the husband had cheated on with was Jane Lynch, and I was super excited. I thought so, too. But, uh, when, when, <laughs> but it was Bobo Jane Lynch, when it was, sadly. Yeah, when, it was, when it was the voice and from afar, I was like, oh, is it Jane Lynch? No. Yeah, no, same. I was like, oh, my God, Jane Lynch. And then Stephanie was, like, sitting next to me on the sofa, like, looking at her phone or whatever, and she, like, looks up, and she's like, that's not Jane Lynch. And I was like, no, you're right. I just wanted it to be. So that's, like, a medium point, maybe, that they got Bobo Jane, Jane Lynch. I, I liked uh, I liked Garth working in his new role that I'm not going to use the uh, the uh, I'm not going to steal any quotes the for quote. yeah <laughs> yeah I was just glad to see him again but I I enjoy him I thought he was, I thought he seemed to be doing a a, a decent job at it yeah. yeah me too he made this episode more enjoyable than it would have been I think um, he brings. It's not pathos, is it? There's some word that I'm fishing for in my mind. But um, I don't know. He makes the hunting feel a little bit more human sometimes. You know, we get into the slog of the Winchester method of things, of kind of like being on the road and being angsty. But, you know, Garth can do a job and still kind of be lighthearted despite everything that he's seeing and having to do. So it's a nice refreshing take on the hunter hunter lifestyle. He is definitely my high point. Yep. Garth was my, my high point as well. I like him. Great. Yeah. Agreed. Specifically the new role that he's trying to fill. Somebody needs to do that. I liked the, um, all of the different, uh, ringtones. That was fun. (laughs) That was fun. Yeah, he's just cool. But not. Um, but not, yeah, I know. <laughs> he's not, yeah. He's so not cool, he's cool. Oh, boy. He's so pure that uh, the, the like terrifying evil ghost coin has no effect on him because he doesn't harbor any resentment towards anybody. I know. Yeah. He's just a I, I was like, that's cool, but like, he's just like, lets it all go. Yeah. yeah, he's such a good egg. <laughs> and from the second you see him in the fringe jacket, <laughs> it's just like, oh, Garth. <laughs> I would wear that jacket. That jacket was pretty sweet. Yeah, and they hate on him so much. Like, what is wrong with you guys that you don't like this incredibly sweet person? Yeah, in a way, I think he's kind of exactly what they need. It's true, yeah. And I I loved what he was saying to Dean, which is also very 
quotable, but when they kind of start to argue, because uh, guess what? My low point for this episode is Dean's attitude. Like, get over it, bro. Get over it. <laughs> I can't deal with this very tired strain of anger that you have. Like, it finally comes to a head in this episode towards the end, you know. Sam finally says it. But Paul said it like two podcast episodes ago. Like they both had a year off. So what is the problem? Dean already had his year off with a woman. <laughs> so right. It's not like this is new. Yeah, well, I, I My was, low points are definitely those flashbacks to Amelia again. I, yeah, I just I was, uh, yeah. can't care. Yeah, I, I had the same thing. I was like, uh, you know, watching it. And I was like, oh, they're gonna they're gonna keep doing this every episode, are they? If I want to watch Jared fall in love over the course of a season, I'll fire up some Gilmore Girls. <laughs> yeah, it seems like this is just gonna keep on happening. Um, what else happened in this episode? Uh, we got well. We there was more uh, more purgatory in this, wasn't there? Or wasn't there? Was there? I don't know. Was there? there I feel like there wasn't. I feel I like we were maybe... immediately back to back. Yeah, I don't too. think so. Me too. Yeah. That's part of the problem. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It was all, it was all uh, Benny related. Benny and Cass related. It's kind of hard to keep track of it. Um, like when I watch the show, I tend to binge in like strands of four, three, and four episodes. Um, so all the flashbacks do blend together a little bit. Yeah, but I don't. I don't think they are. Okay. In this one, it's just like there. It does kind of flash around a lot since there are so many characters throughout the episode who are possessed. Um. And then they they flash to like the character driven stuff with Dean being upset at Garth and Sam being upset at Dean and that's what we we switch off to from the case. I'm tired of. Um, I I hope maybe like Dean like telling Sam that you know, you should have been looking for me while I was in purgatory or whatever. Yeah. I'm hoping that that like has cleared the air on that and we can just be done with it now. Yeah. Cause I'm tired of talking about it. It still doesn't make sense that, uh, okay, you were in a room with a supernatural creature. There was a giant explosion and suddenly you were gone, but I should have been looking. Right. I, I know well, we've talked about this before, but yeah. it's like death should be finite. I mean, I know it isn't on this show, but like, come on, like <laughs> you can't get mad at somebody for not like, I don't know, trying to have a seance for you when you're dead. Like, I mean, sure, sure, you, sure, you blew, blowed up and disappeared, but Dean doesn't know that he disappeared on the other, you know, on that side necessarily. And also, it's just like the fact that he keeps insisting they haven't had this conversation before when they have. Like, say at the end of, um, I guess it was season five. Sam was like, "Don't look for me, and I would do the same for you. I want you to have a life." And then Dean has a life. 
with Lisa and Ben, you know, we have two episodes, I think, of him living with them still. And then, like, his suburban life kind of comes back a couple times throughout season six. And, like, Sam didn't give him any crap for that. Like, I, was saying, I don't know. I was saying to Darcy that uh, in terms of these, uh, in terms of the Amelia flashbacks, to go back to that for a second, like, if we're going to have, like, uh, Don come back as a zombie or something like that, or, you know, but otherwise I'm not, I'm, I don't really care. You know? Okay. Sam got a girlfriend. Okay. Yeah, it's like not that interesting. It's like okay, that's fine. I'm but sure the he dog, would. However, that that's you know. No, the dog is like the shocking and interesting part of I this know. whole storyline. <laughs> Wait, did we even see the dog this enough. episode? Yeah. Yeah, but they don't do enough with the dog. All right. I need yeah, because we find out she was like, "You named the dog Dog." Oh, that's right. That's like, right. Is, is dog taking his antibiotics? (laughs) (laughs) I just quoted my own quote too early. (laughs) It's all right. That's pretty much where we're up to, I think. I think so, yeah. Yeah, let's do these quotes, y'all. Oh, I just, I I had to shudder when when she said, it's been a long time since I let myself go like that. (laughs) (laughs) Gross! Annie, do you have any quotes? Yeah, I've got a few. Um, I think my favorite is, uh, you're sulking around like a eunuch in a whorehouse, and I have to ask myself, when is decapitation not my thing? (laughs) Yeah, that was funny. Is that everyone's quotes? Are you the new Bobby? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I didn't write it down, but just uh, anytime Dean is correcting Garth's word usage, (laughs) that's what I used to say, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) He's such a fuss pot. Yeah. 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 He really needs, um, he would benefit so much from like some therapy. Oh, they both would. They both would, but Sam would be more open to it than Dean would. Yeah. Like Dean would get thrown out of therapy. <laughs> or committed. <laughs> yeah, probably that. <laughs> yeah. I mean it it's been a long time for you newbies, but uh John Winchester was quite the mess <laughs> to have as like your guiding force in life. Oh no, John Winchester's <laughs> total a hole face, like awful. Yeah, awful father, awful uh, human being. You, for, I forget how bad it is until I go back and see some of the earlier <laughs> episodes. Like, ah, oh, he's so terrible. Like Dean is trying to be him. It's like, ooh, no. So does one of these guys win this episode, or does Garth win it and it goes to nobody? Nobody. Let's let's give it to Garth. The clear winner. Yeah. (laughs) I was going with Garth. Yeah. Yeah. I really like him. I wish he was on more regularly. Well, we'll see him from time to time, I bet. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. He's a nice presence. He is. It's like, it also sort of takes away from, like, like, he doesn't bring that toxic masculinity with him like Sam and Dean do. It's a nice yeah. break. Yeah. 
And <laughs> it is, um, I kind of said this before um, when we were talking about the last episode, but just uh, a fun purpose Amelia does serve is to kind of look at what these men look like from the outside. Like when you don't understand their hunters, um, of like Sam only buying <laughs> from army surplus stores and like he doesn't really have a history. It's, it is very shady and funny. Yeah, she should be kind of worried that he's a serial killer, like more than she is. Yeah. Like I know she's a li- like she alludes to it, but I wouldn't be letting that dude all over me. <laughs> so we get that perspective, and then when we see Garth in this episode, it's just kind of another shining another light on how dour <laughs> these brothers can be sometimes. Yeah, I think, um, the, I, think the, I think the read should have been different on that. It should have been like, you're kind of like a serial killer. No, wait, you're kind of like a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. All right. Do we have feedback on this one? We do. We have uh, Simone sent us a, uh, a decent uh, chunk of feedback, yes. All right. Should we rate first or read Simone's feedback first? How would y'all like to proceed? We're supposed to rate yeah, I think we're supposed to rate first. So we can do whatever we want. We are wild. We are free. <laughs> Speak I... for yourself a bit. No, it's <laughs> <laughs> I have parameters. I have to live within. It's horrible. All right, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I, I liked it. I liked, All right. Well. I liked it uh, probably more than the last one. Uh, Garth is a big factor, and just the kind of the the tone was 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 different from your usual. Uh, dark and gloomy for the most part so uh, I'm going to give it a uh, 7 out of 10 unnecessarily long flashback recaps uh, except for the Soundgarden's good but yeah. I'm just glad Garth was back that's really hmm? you know that, that made the episode worth watching for me and you know I love uh, history that sort of thing but that that part of it didn't really do much for me maybe it was because it was the rebels or something. I don't know. So I'm going to give it a, a 6 out of 10 El Caminos. Um, I thought it was pretty boring. Uh, I liked Garth. Uh, and mm, I don't know. I just, the penny thing was weird and kind of dumb. And I don't know, whatever. 3.5 out of 10 fringe jackets. Oh, Sorry if I ganked your reads system did. there. <laughs> but also, oh, <laughs> a lower rating than I would have thought. Um, I also gave it 7 out of 10 fringe jackets. Um, but I'll say 7 out of 10 Bobby's trucker hats. Um, All right, that's a good one. <laughs> and I, I have to say I didn't mind the penny thing. Um, I thought that was like an interesting way to have possession move around um, with an object so simple that you wouldn't even think about it and you wouldn't think to look for it. I didn't like the transfer between the mother and the son, though. Like the rest of them seemed organic. It's like, oh, I got this change at a store, but they just kind of show the son picking up the penny from his mother's purse. Like, what? That's not natural. <laughs> what are you doing? So um, 
yeah, all the Garthiness that we talked about definitely elevates this. And the fact that some of the bad blood between the Winchester brothers is finally coming to the surface and they're getting it out there and they're angry, but at least it's not festering as much um, gives me hope for going forward in the season. So yeah, seven out of 10. Oh, Annie. Um, I also, I mean, this one's, it's a decent monster of the week, but it's really, it's Garth's episode and he carries it and makes it work and makes me like it. So, but you know, as far as, everything else that's going on in it it's just not you know nothing spectacular so i will also give it a seven out of ten uh hill hillbilly hankies very nice uh that gives this one a 6.1 so this is the high the second highest rating rated one this season so oh my wow wow (laughs) (laughs) season's not faring too well but yikes it's all right yeah, I, well, I mean, it, it's it's this season. It seems to have a better tone than last season, but you know, tonally, but uh, it just isn't pulling it together yet. I guess. Yeah, let me um, read Simone's feedback. Okay. <laughs> Wait, sorry, my computer just slowed down real quick for no reason. Okay, Southern Comfort feedback. It's been a while since I've watched this episode. So the monster of the week is a specter. It kind of starts like the curse for the Lou family, but then spreads. And in the end, it's more of a penny for your angry thought situation. <laughs> Betrayals are everywhere. Yo, watch out, unless you're Garth and your yogi has taken care of that shite for you. And yet no one has taught him not to eat ectoplasm. Ha. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> Garth is back, baby, and he's pretending to be Bobby. I adore you, Garth, but you ain't no Bobby Singer, you know. You're a close second. Garth tried so, so hard. He had all the phones, the info, the hat, but he just couldn't get the idiots and balls quotes quite right until the end. And he also did the thing that Bobby used to do, which was make the boys confront whatever is eating them up inside. Guys, Garth went to college and dental school and does Civil War reenactments and killed a tooth fairy. I hearts Garth. Is that the same Rougarou we knew that Bobby was hunting the week after Swan Song? Because awesome. Also, did we just learn that Garth and Frank were because Frank's dead's now cousins? I mean, it would make sense. They're both a tiny bit nutso. Walls. Oh, I miss Amy Pond. She was more awesome than Amelia Richardson. Speaking of Amelia, we learn more about her sitch this week. She had a husband, Don, that signed up and went to Afghanistan and died, and that messed her up big time. FYI, Sammy doesn't do one-night stands, Amelia, so you should you should have checked before you screwed him and left. <laughs> also, he was always going to track you down again. He's sweet like that. Do not hurt Sammy, Amelia. Oh, Dean, you beautiful weirdo. No idea what the Oedipus complex is, which is somewhat ironic. Clearly an in-joke, because the writers do in fact write Dean with that complex in mind. Oh. And we now know that he would have been fighting for the Union in the Civil War, and that he doesn't like the Confederate flag or rednecks. We won. No one likes a boastful winner, Dean. Hmm. Frack, that penny is a jerk. Dean brings up all of Sammy's greatest hits mistakes, literally all of them, and then says that Cass and Sam let him down, but that Benny hasn't and that they are brothers. Ouch. I really liked Garth's reaction to Benny's name being dropped. He's like, who? Ha ha. I forgot he was a hugger. Sammy about Garth. LMAO. Um, and then she follows up with hashtag racists are ignorant assholes. We can all agree with that. If it, if I, wasn't clear how I also feel about that subsection of humanity. Hashtag lol. Thanks, Simone. Thank you, Simone. Thank yeah. you. 
Um, I also thought, it, okay, I had, I forgot to mention this. I thought it was really funny that um, Dean was saying the whole we one thing just because Dean has like such a thick accent. Like he sounds so Texas to me. And I mean, Texas was part of the Confederacy. So I was just like, that's a little bit funny and off. But, you know, that's fine. I'll let it go. Because I know the boys are supposed to be from Nebraska or something. Kansas. <laughs> Kansas. That, somewhere that isn't. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I think that is part of the joke. Because you just kind of understand and assume that Dean is a more kind of conservative person. So when he's like, duh, like you wouldn't expect him to do that. Yeah. At least, you know, as a black woman, I wouldn't <laughs> be like, oh, <laughs> that's not well, what I just, you would say, Dean. I mean, I've lived in the South my whole life. And the only people I know that have thick Southern accents are, re- are really rural people. And so I'm always like, I always associate that with like things I shouldn't. Like, I'm always like, oh, you're rural. You must feel this way, this way, whatever. Which, of course, isn't true. Um, uh, but, I just assume from yeah. the way he carries himself and... As many yeah. seasons as I've known him for. <laughs> yeah, totally. I don't know that um, if I saw Dean Winchester somewhere out in life, I don't know that I would trust him. But, you know, who knows? Well, he looks like a supermodel, which, you know, that there's always that. Which, you know, yeah. has nothing to do with what you might believe in this world, but... <laughs> <laughs> I would just be like, oh, look at that supermodel walking by. That's fun. <laughs> Uh, it's just like you, Paul, when you were young. What? Just saying. You were adorable. Oh, now we know why you married him twice. I know. <laughs> so what is our assignment for next week? Yes, what is our assignment for next week? I don't know. Uh, next week's homework is season eight, episode seven, uh, A Little Slice of Kevin. It's a one-off. It's a one-off. Mm. A one-off for the mm. better, not a new character. Yep. Single, okay, cool. single. Sounds good. So we'll watch it and write, write a summary or, or read a Supernatural wiki. and. Yeah, I'll write the summary. Cool. Thank you. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. All right, All right well, y'all. That is, uh, that is what will be coming next week. And until then, I guess we could say happy hunting. Bye. Bye, Bye hunting. You've been listening to Idgitcast from QuadrupleZ.com. Join the discussion at Facebook.com slash We would love to hear from you. You can email us or send in an MP3 voice message. Please use the episode title as your subject line to help protect our newbies from spoilers. Our email address is IdgitCastPodcast at gmail.com. The opening theme for Idgitcast is by Borrowed Trouble. You can find the band at BorrowedTrouble.com. The lyrics and vocals are by Idgitcast founder Allie Jones, who you can learn all about by visiting I'mTheWonderBand.com. The closing music you are listening to even as I speak is Too Good, written and performed by Jack Mangan, and is used by his generous permission. You can find other music, writings, and discussions by Jack, as well as archives of his own deadpan podcast at JackMangan.com. You may wish to know more about the hosts of this show. Yvette can be heard as one of the hosts of Investigating Mars, a completed introcast about the TV series Veronica Mars, also available from QuadrupleZ.com. And now, Yvette will tell you all about select movies from the Lifetime Network. 
Find out before you watch what movies have all the best people, who are the worst, who is killing who, and most of all, what, if anything, makes sense. Yvette presents this trove of information at moviesofalifetime.com. Annie works as global coordinator for Can't Stop the Serenity, a worldwide series of screenings of Joss Whedon's Serenity benefiting Equality Now. For more information on Can't Stop the Serenity, including event listings and how to host your own event, visit can'tstoptheserenity.com. Bianca doesn't currently have projects available for you to find online, but all of us at Idgicast encourage you to have a visit to your local public library. Darcy and I can also be heard on the Ghostlight Podcast, a completed intro cast for the television series Slings and Arrows. Slings and Arrows is on the Encore Plus YouTube channel, and you can hear our thoughts on the series on the Ghostlight Podcast at quadruplez.com. Oh, 